Welcome to Australian Hiker, your online hiking resource. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. This is episode 132 of the Australian Hiker podcast. And in this week, we're going to be talking to the Outward Bound organisation. Now, Outward Bound is a name known to many in the delivery of outdoor education in Australia, and for that matter, worldwide. But what exactly does Outward Bound do, and what services do they have on offer? In today's episode, we talk to Helen from the Outward Bound Australia headquarters in Thawa, just outside of Canberra, about their role in delivering outdoor education. We hope you enjoy. Helen, thank you for making the time to talk to the Australian Hiker Podcast. Okay, so what can you tell us about the Outward Bound organisation? Uh, when did it originate and why? Um, it started in 1941 in North Wales in the UK. And the whole premise of it started was because of World War II. And Kurt Han, defender of our band, acknowledged with um, Lawrence Holt, defender of the Blue Funnel Shipping Company, that there was a big issue with the sailors in the channel. The boats were sinking and the youngest sailor were drowning. And they devised a program that would help build resilience in the sailor and help them go through the war, get through it, putting the idea in them that they could be in charge and they could make it through, even when it was really tough. And I know looking at the uh, the website, the, the original purpose seemed to be aimed at um, a, a seaman. Uh, it, it wasn't so much at that stage a, a, an outdoor thing rather than an ocean thing. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. It was very much so to build resilience in sailors um, at sea. Okay, so it started off with an ocean-based um, uh, format. Where has it gone to now? Uh, what What is the role of Outward Bound in, in today's world? Oh, that's a great question. Well, I think for that, we need to go a little bit more into detail in Kurt Hahn's philosophy. Um, he was an educator in Germany and got, long story short, he got booted out because of his political view against Hitler. Um, and his philosophy was founded on the Sig's decline. Do you mind if I explain a little bit? Yep. Um, so he acknowledged Sig's decline of modern youth, um, a decline in fitness, a decline of initiative and enterprise, a decline in memory and imagination a decline in skill and care, a decline in self-discipline, but most of all, a decline in compassion. And Kurt Hahn really identified that as the striking point in his philosophy, the fact that he believed very much in building up a holistic person for society to be efficient. We need people that would be compassionate towards other people, be able to show empathy. And that's how it started during World War II, that compassion, that resilience, building people up that they could fight not just for themselves, but for the greater good, for the country, to help other people out. And really, in today's world, those declines are still so very relevant, maybe for slightly different reason, maybe because in Western country we're not at war, but we still have the same issue with fitness because we drive everywhere, with skill and care because modern life is really fast and we don't take the time to have craftsmanship anymore. So this six decline is what founded our band, and in today's world, we believe this is so relevant for the modern youth that we still want to do those programs to help them overcome those declines. 
So it's not just a, a, a fitness or an, an outdoor organisation that teaches you to, to, to bushwalk or teaches you to climb. It's, it's about, a, um, a, I suppose, a social good as well by the sound of it. Yeah, totally. It's really much about using the outdoors for a purpose. The intention is that the outdoors is a great medium to push people out of their comfort zone and to provide a really organic challenge that's going to develop people to be the better self they can be, to find in them that they've got that resilience. It provides a setting, and we use that setting for the outcome. Okay. Um, so Outward Bound provides uh, a variety of training opportunities to schools, corporate entities, and the broader community. Can you tell us a bit about these opportunities? What, what can people expect, or what can Outward Bound do for them? Yeah, so a big part of a client is schools. And for school or education side, is very much building on the 60 clients. We'll work with the client to define the outcome that they want their participant to get. And then we'll use the outdoor activities to provide those outcomes. And it's the same very much for adult program and corporate program. We'll ask them what they want to get out of it. Is this a leadership course? Is this about resilience? What is this about? We are outcome-based, more than activity-focused, and the activities are just a mean to get the outcome. But on any band program, we are about journey-based expedition. So we'll take people at bush and there'll be a big component of hiking. Um, and then we'll have what we call usually a peak activity. So maybe a climb or an upsell or a paddle down a river. But it's all journey-based. It's taking you on a journey, both physical and mental, I guess. Okay. So um, I'm looking at doing um, uh, some sort of activity with you. And I believe you run school holiday programs as well. So if I if I had some kids, what sort of age kids do you tend to deal with? Yeah, so school holiday program, we do young explorers. That's 12 to 14 years old, and they come for five days. And this is about an introduction in what we do. So their hikes, a lot of activities, a lot of games and fun. And the outcome is to really build that enthusiasm for the outdoors. Um, then we've got a navigator program, 12 days at bush. It's very much a peak experience for a teenager, uh, 15 to 17-year-old, and the idea is that we teach them the skills in the first couple of days and then they take over and it's their program, it's their experience and they will self-navigate. They will have a final expedition when they decide when they get up and when they stop for lunch and the route they're doing. So we teach them all the skills and we also have adult program and family program where family program is a parent and a child coming together for four days and having an opportunity to bond and do activities that are very different and that create that, those memories together. And with that, with that program, is uh, is there any age limit or restriction on the kids at all, or is it is it vary depending on on what the family situation is? It can vary depending on family situation, but usually it's a parent and a teenager. So usually an adult and a kid age fourteen to eighteen, yep. pretty much. That's the norm. But if you're unsure and if you don't want to have a chat, just give us a call, and we're happy to discuss. Okay, so um, you know, I also believe you do some corporate activities as well. So is this um, is this the team building type of exercise? Is it, or is uh, what do, what do you actually do for the corporate uh, entities? Likewise, we can do all sorts. It goes from a single day um, leadership based workshop that'll be on a national base using the facilities and focusing very much on leadership and how that translates into their career. To multi days, we run um, a ten day corporate program on a northern base and that is going to be journey-based expedition with outcomes of leadership resilience workshop on communication and conflict management all throughout the bush and really using the activities to achieve those outcomes okay and, and i suppose there's a, a third level of, of what you guys have to offer i believe you're also doing professional training tell us a bit about that so that very much goes through our internship program we offer 
um, a certificate and a third for in AdWord for people wanting to work for AdWord Bear. Um, they'll come and do a selection weekend, and if we think they'd be a good match for what we do, then we put them through their cert with TAFE in Lithgow. Um, at the end of their cert four, they offered a two-year contract, and during the cert four, they'll be working for us part-time. It's quite intensive. It's not only studying at TAFE, but it's also taking part in a lot of internal training for AdWord Band and external qualification as well, like first aid and wild water. Plus, they'll be doing some work with us, um, doing logistics, backup support, getting to know the ropes of how we work specifically, like the bigger picture more than just the TAFE-specific stuff. It's an awesome experience, though, because not only you get put through your study, you also do it with a group of like-minded people for an organization that we all share a similar belief on what we do and why it matters. So it's a pretty cool experience. Okay. So once people have done that professional course, does that mean they can come out and work in the outdoor industry as professional guides or, or rock climbing or abseiling instructors? Or what, what's, what does that let them do when they're finished? Well, once they've done their third four, they'll have all the qualification to work in the outdoors anywhere in Australia. Um, but like I said, for us putting them through those certs, we ask for a two-year commitment at the end. Um, but at the end of that commitment, they are fully qualified. They've got experience. They can be going on to guiding to more professional development with other companies. It's all sorts of outdoor stuff. They'll have the nationally recognized qualification. And I think that's the important thing these days. I mean, as as we start heading down the American route of our, our legal system, uh, having qualified people taking people out on activities is, is definitely the way they're heading. And I think it's actually a good idea as well, um, uh, rather than uh, just taking a group of people out and not having the experience and the ability, not so much when in when times are good, but when things start going wrong and, and you need to start uh, responding in those situations. Okay, so um, with this, with just going back a bit to the school-based programs, um, do you get much uptake on that at all, or does it tend to be? It tends to vary from year to year how many people you get on the courses. Um, it's usually whole year group that'll come with the school. So a lot of the school make it mandatory. We get a lot of year nine uh, mandatory part of the school year. They have to come on this outward band course. Um, and I think we get a really good turnover. Obviously, with every school, there'll be a couple of participants that won't come due to injuries or condition that wouldn't allow them to come. But yeah, school group, really high turnover. And then within each group, it's always a bit of a mixed bag. You'll get the participants that are super excited to be there, ready for an adventures, And then you get the kids that are here because it's mandatory and they have to be here. Yeah. So it can be always a bit of a, of a challenge. But no matter how they feel at the beginning... By the end of it, it's going to be one of those experiences that is going to stick with them for the rest of the time. And you hear over and over again about it from the teachers and like ex-students that like they go to the five-year reunion, the 10-year reunion. And the one thing they'll talk about is the hour band camp. No matter how they felt about it at the time, it's that one sticking memory of doing something together in the bush for nine days, something that maybe they've never done before, is an incredible experience for them to share together. Okay, so one of the questions that we often get asked as Australian hiker is, um, you know, do you take people out on hikes and do you do you actually teach them things? And, and this is certainly from our perspective a decision we've we've decided not to do because we rather leave it to the experts that are doing it all the time. So if someone comes to you and says, "Look, I'm interested in getting into the outdoors, into the bush," uh, what can you offer them for to help them out? Um, for adults, we've got two different types of program. We've got a five day discovery program. So quite easy to get five days off as an adult. And Discovery is all about that first experience at Bush of learning the ropes on how to navigate, doing a bit of high ropes activity, maybe a water element and a bit of expedition. 
And then if you're up for a challenge, we've got our peak program, 26 days, from um, the mountain of the ACT all the way to the mouth of the snow in Victoria. Um, this is our Summit to Sea program, and this is an adult program, 18+, plus, and it's an incredible experience. It's all about, not just about getting to know the outdoors and how it works and how you can camp, paddle, hike, all those technical skills, but also very focused on personal development. So leadership, communication, conflict management, how to lead your peers, how to lead yourself, how to make decision and take on like ownership of your program and your life, I guess. So you mentioned to me um, uh, before we started this interview, there's a, you've got a program called Women of Courage. Uh, tell us a bit about that. So Women of Courage program is, like the, the name says, is aimed and tailored for women. And it's for women who have experienced hardship, whether it be medical hardship or life hardship, maybe a divorce, maybe domestic violence, whatever it may be. We offer a five-day program. Um, there's going to be a psychologist on the program as well. And this program is very much tailored at um, a step into the right direction in their life. It's they've overcome that hardship and now they're ready to take on a new challenge to move forward with their life and work for that program as a stepping stone sort of thing. And the big idea in that one is building a community around those women that they're not alone, that other people have experienced hardship as well and they can bond with other women on the five-day program and have the chance to talk with a psychologist and have a heap of fun as well. Do activities that's going to be memorable experience and when time gets tough again, you can look back on it and be like, you know what, actually, I did do this. I've got this. Take a deep breath and move forward. That sounds like a great program. Do you get many people taking that one up or do you run it often? Or uh, We try to run it twice a year. It's very much dependent on participant numbers, but we aim to run it twice a year and it can be run either in a national base here in Thawa or we run it as well in the Northern River Base um, up in Northern New South Wales. Um so we're—I mean, we're here at the moment at, um, as I said, at, at the uh, national headquarters in Farwell, which is just on the southern outskirts of Canberra City. Uh, what other locations are there for Outward Bound around Australia? Oh, we operate in heaps of places. So Thawar main base. Then we have mobile bases in Victoria, next to the Grampians, and in the Snow River National Park. We also operate in the Coolamon Plains in Kosciuszko National Park. We have got a permanent base in Western Australia, south of Perth, in Walpole. We've got a permanent base in Yukai, in the Northern Rivers, in Northern New South Wales. And we used to operate as well at the border of Queensland and New South Wales in the Gearwin National Park. Um, and we operate in the Blue Mountains. Once a year over Easter time, we go and run a program for a school in the Blue Mountains. So very varied. Okay, so if people are looking at a, a, a school holiday program or a program for the schools or corporate, um, what best bet is to contact the national office and, and find out where where their local local contact point is? Yeah, absolutely. Give us a call and we're more than happy to either organise a program that's going to suit your need or then put you in touch with the base that's going to be more, most appropriate for what you want. Now, you also mentioned that you uh, had some uh, some stories. You can tell us about some of the programs you've run. Uh, so what, what's, uh, what interesting things that uh, can people expect or what, what, how, what can you relay from your programs? Well, we've got all sorts, so I'll share a couple of stories. Um, we just had last week a big alumni event in Sydney aimed for people that went on program from the start of our band in Australia in 1956 up to like the 70s. So back in the days kind of program where the standard course was three weeks. People would come on a standard hour band course for three weeks. And we had heaps of people turn up and share their memorable memories of those times. And there was a lady saying how she remembered being 
in the Carter Valley and going down on lilos with a backpack on their back and floating down that river on inflatable mats in the middle of the Australian summer. And she was the only woman on that program. And I was back in the 70s. And still to this day, so like 40 odd years later, she looks back on that being like, that was an incredible experience. And it taught me so much about who I was and what I could do. Um, we've got the success stories of, you know, school group. I took a group out in or Grampian Grampian base um, a year and a bit ago and one young lady was really struggling with some mental mental health stuff as as you can do as a teenager and as I can do as a human and every day was really a struggle for her just to be out there just to put a step in front of the other and hike and push herself was an enormous challenge and every day she did a little bit better and every day we got to talk a little bit more and every day she managed that day a little bit better until the very last day of her room where she asked if she could be the leader for the group. When she just buckled up, put her backpack on and took over the group and took, the, took us to the climb and upsell site and smashed it. And for her, that was an enormous accomplishment. And we get the success stories of the kids who you don't even think are really listening to you or paying attention. Like a participant on a recent program who the instructors weren't sure if he was really listening ever he wouldn't really share in debrief he wouldn't really engage with the group that much he seemed like he was having a good time but not that present but we got an email from his mom a few weeks afterwards being like what have you done to my son he's a new person he's now just he's matured so much he's come back home and it's like having a young man at home and thank you so much for what you've done so you never know how people learn and no matter what they may seem like you never know what you're getting through to them the little things and that's what's incredible about this work is you'll have a debrief and maybe you've been talking about leadership all day, but one one participant might have hold on to something else that's equally as important for them. It may have been like the smallest detail, the smallest thing you've said, but if caught that, and that's the thing they would have learned from that program, and that's pretty cool. All right, that's good. So it sounds like there's some good outcomes from these programs. So we've been talking to Helen from Outward Bound here at the headquarters here in Canberra, so thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, so that was our interview with the Outward Bound organisation at the national headquarters in Thawa, just outside of Canberra. And I must admit for me, um, I've known the name Outward Bound for 30 or 40 years. It's always been there. Uh, I've been to schools as a a teenager where it's been involved. Uh, I've driven past the, the national headquarters 50 or 60 or 70 times over the last couple of years. Not realising it was the national headquarters. <laughs> no, and, uh, and and I think I didn't really realise what they had on offer. Um, I think it was more, we assumed it was a more about for, for really keen outdoors people and that was about it and didn't think that they had a lot else on offer for just the average person. Yeah, I must admit, I did think it was about teenagers and corporates Um but it's much broader than that and certainly has a, a lot more um, a breadth and depth than uh, perhaps I realised. I thought it was interesting about the six declines um, and how relevant they are today. I mean, they could have been written last year, I think, in terms of, you know, uh, lack, lack of focus, lack of uh, fitness, lack of whatever else. Um, so uh, maybe that's a generational thing, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I did find that quite interesting. 
And I thought it was really interesting as well uh, about their background. I mean, you, you tend to think of Outward Bound as being bushcraft and, and kayaking and rock climbing, um, but realising that it actually started as an ocean-based program as a direct result of World War II. So, you know, it's interesting to see where it's come from uh, in, at its inception and where it is today. Yeah, that's right. And the the range of programs that they have for um, 12 to 14-year-olds to 15 to 17-year-olds, um, uh, a parent with a, a teenager, um, as well as the corporate leadership programs, I think, you know, quite interesting. And, and uh, you know, also talked about um, those uh, women-focused programs as well, which, you know, is filling a, a really important um, niche in terms of empowering uh, people who've, you know, had some difficulty and, and really need to understand their, their own potential once again. I think the other thing from our perspective as well is, as we mentioned during the episode, we quite regularly get asked by people if we take people out on bushwalks and take people out on trips. And for a couple of reasons, we don't. Um, I must admit, I I have come from a teaching outdoor education background in the past. Uh, and I find that when I do take people, I'm so focused on making sure they're having a good time and they're do- they're safe that I tend not to worry too much about my enjoyment. And, and as much as that's I a enjoy- bit selfish, Tim, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Wanting to wanting to enjoy it. Um, um, the thing that I I, I liked and um, about what Helen was saying, and uh, Chelsea was in the background, but we we didn't hear her speak. Um, they are so passionate about the focus on other people, that that's part of their enjoyment. So, you know, they they uh, don't take that perspective of, oh, I've got to have fun here too. It, it really is about everybody else. Um, I did like the the uh, comment about, uh, is a teenager listening? I think that's probably everything a parent would have, parent of teenager would have experienced um, and you're never sure, um, but every now and then you get this reinforcement that says, yep, yeah, not only are they listening, they're, they're really taking it on board. We did the uh, the interview outdoors and uh, that was another nice kind of element of this of overlooking the, the high ropes course and, and the various things that they have um, out at Thawa. And every now and then you can hear the cockatoo or you can hear some birds um, singing in the background that was indicative of what they were trying to do there so you know that was a nice kind of theme so I think you know if you're thinking about getting into outdoor education and you're not quite sure where to go uh, outward bound is certainly a good starting point with it they offer the short courses they offer the 26 day full-on experience would be uh, awesome that uh, would be would be awesome actually uh, and yeah and if you really wanted to to, to learn about the outdoors and if you're interested in becoming an outdoor uh, educator, uh, they certainly offer those programs as well. So I think uh, um, even though, as I said, we while we've been aware of them, we really haven't thought about what they do, they really do provide a good service within the outdoor industry within Australia and, for that matter, worldwide. Okay, so I hope you've enjoyed this this episode and listening to a bit about Outward Bound. So if you've heard the name in the past and not quite sure what they are and what they do, hopefully this will have filled in a few blanks for you. In next week's episode, episode 133, we're going to be doing an on-trail episode. uh, And in fact, this coming weekend, both Jill and I are going to be on trail in southern New South Wales doing the 
southern New South Wales light to light walk, which is um, I suppose the best way to think about it for those in Western Australia is a small version of of the Cape to Cape walk. Uh, in this case, in the light to light walk, you go from the Ben Boyd Tower just outside of uh, uh, of Eden down to Green Cape, which is a distance of around about thirty one kilometres. Um, so we're going to be uh, doing that walk. Uh, and recording as we go and telling you a bit about uh, uh, what you can expect on that walk. So we're looking forward to that one. One thing I would like to remind people is this is still our birthday month. Yay, uh, we, birthday. We, we've still got uh, <laughs> another uh, 11 days to go in this month uh, and we've still got another couple of competitions that we still will be running over the next few weeks. So if you haven't already done so, go to either our website uh online as opposed to on a mobile device uh, or go to uh, our Facebook page and sign up to our newsletter uh, uh, and you'll get announcements of upcoming competitions that we'll be doing over the remainder of this month. That's all for this week. As always, you can listen to this podcast and our backlog of all our podcasts at our website at www.australianhiker.com.au through Apple Podcasts through Podbean, uh, through Stitcher Radio and many other podcatchers. That list is getting very long. It, it is, <laughs> it is. Okay, that's all for me. Bye for now. And bye from me.